Just buy a mic. You just can buy a mic anyways? Why not? Okay, well, tell me if you do, and then I will also buy the mic. And likewise, well, do you, I will... Okay, I, I don't want to make you buy a mic. But... Oh, no, no, because I, I, I will. Um, I kind of want to. Let's just I... buy mics then. Okay, fine. We'll just buy mics. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan Bowers. I'm the CEO of Two Story Robot, and we're helping Angela build a digital health startup. And we had a bunch of masks, custom-made masks, that I delivered to my team yesterday. Yeah, it was super fun. Did people like them? Yes. Lindsay posted a picture of her wearing our branded mask, the branded hat, some chain mail, (laughs) and a sword to vanquish COVID. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm excited about these. I'm excited about these masks. We made, uh, I think there's like 35 or so. So we're distributing, everyone on the team gets one. It's the Olsen the mask. Olsen mask, yeah. It's got, I, I had her use some scrap fabric, whatever scrap she had for the Ooh, filter. Oh, that one on has Hello Kitty. This one that. is Hello Kitty. <laughs> That's cute. Um, That's perfect. Got, That's super fun. Yeah, it's super fun. We're going to sell them, um, sell the extras, mark them up a whole bunch, and give, uh, give the profits to charity. Like it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Awesome. Hi, my name is Angela Hockey, and I am the CEO of Central Referral Solutions, the company that has launched Clinect, the digital health product um, that Two Story Robot is helping us with. And speaking of masks, I made masks for Sew the Curve Camloops, which is a grassroots organization that made over 10,000 masks for, right? our geographic area around Kamloops and not just masks, they made scrub caps and bags. So like healthcare workers could put their, their scrubs and their clothes in a bag that had like a drawstring so they could just dump them in the washer when they got home and things like that. But it was really, really cool in the beginning of COVID to be part of something that was, that was really making an, an impact like that. So I think I ended up making about, I want to say about 40 scrub caps and about oh, wow. 25 masks. Nice. Yeah, the uh, we hired a business out of the Sew the Curve to make our masks. Somebody new who is just starting a business for the first time. Cool. Um, and she, you know, she wanted uh, Desert Lily clothing. She is going to make children's clothing, but then became really active on the Sew the Curve. And so we Perfect. reached out to her and she, she was super excited about it. So hey. yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's fun. Hence the Hello Kitty uh, scrap fabric. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, so what are we going to talk about today? Well, I wanted to I wanted to get to know Angela. I already know Angela. But do we, like, so this is an interesting part. Is So we've known each other for a few years now. And I feel like we know each other from like the last five years of our career yeah. but I don't actually know the Jonathan pre <laughs> pre-age 30 or something like that how old do you think I am I know exactly how old you are oh, because right. you're the same age as me oh am I well you're a few months older oh okay when's your birthday December what this in December oh. yeah so you haven't I haven't you haven't the big yet. four oh yeah but I mean you turned 40 during COVID yeah, it was uh, not the birthday I wanted, but it was still it was still enjoyable. It was still okay, fun. Good. Brad and I will be married ten years this December. Mm. I will turn forty this December. 
yeah, we had plans to go to France and <laughs> have a really lovely trip and, and none of that's going to happen now. So no. now I'm adjusting expectations as is everyone right now with yeah. life. So, yeah. yeah. So, so how do we segue into the, no, we who just, are we? We just talk who about it. We? Who, who, who is Angela? How far do you want me to go back? Well, I, I was thinking about this. We met when I was working at FreshGrade. FreshGrade. I was one of the first employees, and I can't remember how big the team was at that point, but you knew one of the founders, Steve. Steve, Steve Wanda. Yeah. You knew Steve from some other thing, and you were doing some kind of project through your MBA. And I remember that, but I don't remember oh, much about it. I just yeah, remember that yeah. that's what you were there doing. Yeah. And then... I don't know. You went and finished the MBA. I went and did some stuff, and then and then you were back in Kamloops, and you came. Th- I think you came through the Innovation Center, and I think that's how we got reintroduced. I think that was uh, actually. I think it was Steve again. So Clinect is is a long journey. Forget about overnight successes. Long yeah. journey. It's been about three years in the making. We started off as a government project and we thought we kind of landed on something really interesting. And I wondered if we couldn't make it some kind of digital health product of some kind. And so I sought out Steve just because previously I lived in Kelowna. I worked for what at the time was the Okanagan Science and Technology Council, which is now morphed um, and grown up into Accelerate Okanagan. And I, so I knew Steve through that and we remained in contact. I helped him with his very first MetaBridge event. MetaBridge is at its root, a series of events that would connect BC and the Okanagan to the Silicon Valley. So I was helping him with that. Uh, We moved to Kamloops um, because Brad got offered a job up here in Kamloops. It was a great one. We we were were looking at a transition at the time. Anyway, uh, I started working at the hospital as a project manager at Royal Inland Hospital, first in the emergency department and then for the hospital itself. And that's how I got introduced um, to a group of surgeons that wanted to do a pooled referral what we soon found to be unscalable and unsustainable mm-hmm. way. And we thought, you know, I think there's a better way to do this. Hence, Clinect was born. And at that point, I reached out to Steve to say, I need a technical team to do this. And I actually, I actually bounced the idea that we were bouncing around the ideas of whether I build it in-house or um, find someone to do that. And right away, he mentioned you. He, he said, um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's cool. I don't, yeah. I, I don't recall that, but okay. Yeah. 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 And so, and I think that's how we met. And then it just kind of morphed organically from there is I realized like, oh my gosh, trying as a non-technical founder to build a technical team would be a little unruly. And so then you came along and we're like, perfect. You guys can build it. <laughs> and then I hired a software developer anyway, because she's brilliant and oh and, she's awesome. Uh, Jackie's the Jackie's the best. Yeah, so she's been working with you guys um straight out of straight out of university. You did the MBA at both the University of British Columbia and Thompson Rivers University. Correct. So I did my core MBA through UBC Sauter School of Business. And so yeah. you had to like I was flying in every other weekend for yeah. three days. And it was just getting too much on my relationship with Brad. And 
I just, I couldn't do year number two right away. And then they changed it so that you couldn't take a year off. You had to start all over again. And I was like, well, that's not going to happen. And the price had gone way up in the time that I had started to when I wanted to go back and do my second year. So I went to TRU or Thompson Rivers University and they were like, oh yeah, come, we'll, we'll give you all these credits for your core MBA classes and you can finish here. Yeah, I did. So I did the same. I did the same MBA program at UBC mm-hmm. a few years before you, I think. Yes. And we had the reason why I chose it was because they had a they had a, one they had a part time program. Yeah. And then and they said, oh, and you can you can do this from Kelowna. I was like, oh, that's that's an easier drive. But when you get into it, it was just no, you got to come down for pretty much everything, whatever. But I remember those those. It was like every other weekend. I would, you know, leave leave work at lunchtime ish on Friday, and wouldn't get home until yeah, like late Sunday night, and just the whole the whole weekend in in that basement, just in the basement. No, I don't think even remember windows in that place. No, but I remember I enjoyed it. I loved. I was going to say the yeah the programming was unreal. It was very very good. And my, yeah, the classmates, like I still am in touch with, not as in touch as I should be or want to be, but I'm still, still in touch with a lot of my cohort. Just, yeah, I I had a much better experience in my MBA program than I did in my undergraduate science program. Me too. It was just so much better. Just could have done with the driving and yeah, it was also a, a pretty heavy strain on the relationship. Where did you do your undergrad? I went to SFU, Simon Fraser University in Burnaby. So I did my undergraduate in computing science. Did you go straight from high school to university or did you take some time off? No. Well, I went, I, not exactly like I, there was a university college in Salmon Arm. So I did my first yeah. year there because it was cheap Perfect. and they actually had a very, very good science program Cool. and, and computing science instructors, the physics, the math and the computing science instructors at Salmon Arm were just very, very good. Like I remember, I remember in one of our first year computing science programs doing stuff that we never even came close to doing in the four years at, at SFU. Wow. Uh, I really liked it. And then, yeah, I went to, um, SFU for the remaining six years, six years of my degree. (laughs) Sorry, six. (laughs) Yeah. I took like seven years to do my undergraduate degree. Yeah. Yeah. I took a year off, not quite a year off. I took basically a year off. Okay. I took a couple semesters where I only, you know, took three or four courses. I also worked through through university. I had a, Fair enough, I had a then. very it wasn't a it wasn't a hard job, but it was it was very relevant. Somebody referred me to this to this person in Hawaii who was like who needed help doing doing some work on websites and stuff. I was like, okay, well I'll I'll sure. And uh he just employed me through through university, and it was, no you know, not a lot of work. It was maybe maybe ten or twenty hours of work a week, if that. But it was in U.S. dollars and pretty good, pretty good wage. That's awesome. So yeah, I was, and and the stuff that I got to do was kind of, I wouldn't say over my head, but mm-hmm. the clients were not clients I should have been interacting with. Right, like they You're were a little bit out of your depth. They were big. 
That's awesome. Like I worked on a pharmaceutical for a a large pharmaceutical company helping with some of their, some of their website. I worked uh, at one point we had a client that was going to be featured on Oprah. And so they said, yeah, we're going to get an onslaught of orders to our e-commerce site. So we just want to make sure that things are like tickety boo. And so you're like, okay. Yeah. He phones me. He's like, Hey, can you, can you spend the next couple of weeks getting ready? I'm like, okay, sure. And I go in there and I'm like, Oh man, there's a whole bunch of stuff that needs fixing. And I would fix a bunch of things and wow. report back. And then, uh, yeah, it was, it was a neat, it was a neat, like very, very odd job for me to have as a yeah. university student. Totally. But, um, but it sounds like, like a perfect odd job to have. It was, it was, I could one work remotely, which in, 2000 whatever was a strange thing right working remote and working on the types of things that I was doing which I was very excited about yeah it was a good it was a good job (laughs) did you so okay so like 15 year old Jonathan yeah did he know what he wanted like did he know that he was going to be doing what 40 year old Jonathan is doing right now maybe not exactly but pretty close I think I was doing lots of programming classes and I was doing stuff like that on my own time Um, it wasn't really though until I got into maybe grade 12 that I was really doing like taking it more seriously and I had I mean I I had basically started this not this company but this version a version of this when I was in grade 12 I I had made friends with this with uh, someone in a game who lived in New York who happened to be a really good graphics designer Uh, and then one of my other friends from high school and we started building management information systems for people for, for other companies. So they were cool. like it was really, really small potatoes. Yeah, like they were yeah. we built the theaters, the like a system for the theater to update their what's what's playing. Oh my God, um, I and love so we it. built that and we like learned all sorts of technology and ideas and then so yeah, it was it was great. Uh, that is then, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like your linear process. What do you mean? Well, if you want to <laughs> I have what we call the like the 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 Z path. Okay. To my career. Your oh your oh my path was linear. Oh yeah, your no path my path was, was linear. Very very yes. linear. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I meant your path, not your yeah. Your path, like I feel like fifteen year old Jonathan, you could potentially see where you oh, yeah. are at yeah. now. It was it was pretty clear from when That's I was amazing. Fairly young, and that I mean that comes from some pretty significant privilege, right? Like I, I got a computer when I was quite young and then right. never, I, I, I didn't feel like I was missing anything. I mean, That's I also, awesome. I also had to like save up and buy some, buy some things, but yep. I, you know, I had some jobs, which again was some privilege because my dad helped me get those. Of course. Um, yeah. And, uh, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then I just got like a lot of experience very, very young. Wow. And very cool. relevant experience. <laughs> but yours was a Z. Yours wasn't straight, <laughs> like an Z. arrow, like mine was. <laughs> oh, oh boy. Grew up on a ranch in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Um, and then I left for university when I was 17. Oh, wow. Because, That's young. Well, because I'm de- a December baby. So I was actually uh, 17 my whole first semester of university. Oh, I wow. moved fa- five hours away, lived in an apartment with two friends and had it was just way too much fun. <laughs> Applied to university, got in for a kinesiology degree. Okay. Actually, sorry. I applied and got in under a business degree. So a marketing degree is what I was going for. And then 
I went to one economics class and one statistics class and hated it. And so I went down to the student counselor and said, I don't think this is for me. Like, I don't even like, like, where was my resiliency? No idea. Went down to that basement, said to her, I can't, like, I can't do this. And she goes, well, what are your interests? And I was like, oh, I really like sports when I was in, like, in high school. Like, that was my thing. I love sports. And she goes, well, what have you looked at our kinesiology program? I looked at it and it involved a lot of, <laughs> a lot of classes that were like, I took fencing, track and field. <laughs> As a class? Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Yes. Tai Chi. Ooh, I took Tai Chi. Like, just random. And I looked at this, and 17-year-old Angela... You went was, through the, like, parks and recreation catalog and thought that... <laughs> yeah, this, uh, she could have handed me, yeah, the, the parks and recreation catalog. I was like, yep, that's for me. Oh, goodness. Um, yeah, 17-year-old Angela was, was going to do that and pair it with an education degree. So now I went from marketing, and I was going to... Because Lethbridge was... Um, the University of Lethbridge was well-known for its education degree and you could get a dual degree in five years. And I thought, well, that just makes a lot of sense. And so mm -hmm. I was on the path to be a phys ed teacher. <laughs> I don't imagine you being a phys ed teacher at all. No, I would have been an awful teacher, <laughs> period. So third year, I've now decided I just want to go do something different for the summer. So I decided to move up to Lake Louise and work for a whitewater rafting company which I did. Four months turned into eight months. And then I decided that I had to go back and finish. I had 15 classes to finish and I had a goal of finishing them by September. So January to September, I was going to finish 15 classes. That's, that's ambitious. Yeah. So I went and uh, I told somebody this and she goes, Angela, you can do this, but you cannot go below B in Ooh. any of your classes. Wow. Yeah. Well, 21-year-old Angela was up for the challenge. <laughs> and I did it. <laughs> so I finished by September and they phoned me and they were like, Angela, we're really impressed with your work ethic and how you came back and you really upped your grades and you kept the BM, blah, blah, blah. We'd like to invite you to do your master's program with us. And in all of this, I'd never got into the education program because I didn't have a 4.0 GPA <laughs> and like four kinesiology students get into the ed program. They forgot to mention that to me when I was like, this is what I want to do. <laughs> uh, so then uh, I got this phone call and I said, thank you very much, but I have a job in Banff and I'm just going to go be a, like a, a I'm going to go be a ski bum for <laughs> the winter. And she just laughed and she goes, okay, have fun. So that's what I did. And what was only supposed to be eight months in Banff turned into four years. Oh, <laughs> you ski bummed for four years. In a way. Yeah. But yeah. I actually got like a pretty grown up job at a pretty okay. young age there. So I was, I was a project coordinator for a destination management company. So I was managing these big corporate events and vacations and things like that. That's where I learned like everything I kind of needed to learn for project management in the future, because mm. I worked for this amazing woman named Lori, who had this really cool company, but she was like, she was really tough on, on, um, internal workflows and what must be done so that you could hand over projects really easily. So she kind of trained us all to, and that set the stage for, so for me kind of in the future. So then we met, I met Brad, we moved to Kelowna 
I started working for the Okanagan Science and Technology Council, as I mentioned, um, got into tech, which I like, then I was like, ooh, this is fun. In all of this, I've like, I've done wedding planning. I've done, <laughs> I've, I've worked, like you talk about what you worked during university. I worked at the Niko Yuko Japanese Gardens, like as a tour guide, wearing <laughs> a, a yukata. So it's not a kimono, but it's a yukata. And like, it was just like Zedpa. And then um, moved to Kamloops, got into healthcare. And then I blended those two passions of healthcare and technology. And here we are. That's so funny. It is a Zed path, but I like that. Like, I like it's the ridiculous Zed path. No, I feel I feel like my path is a little restrictive. Like, it's it's good, <laughs> it's focused, but I don't have a ton of breadth of experience. I don't know. I mean, I have I have different experiences. Obviously, I'm not totally unidimensional, but where you you know you've got these other things that you can draw on that are. Okay, well, maybe you roll your eyes. <laughs> I roll my eyes because it's like, yeah, I guess I can, you know, you're you're right. There are different experiences, that's for sure. But, oh, man, I also feel like I delayed my career by at least four years by sidetracking and mm. going to, you know, like Brad always jokes that my time in Banff was my never, like it was never, never land. So it didn't age or get gain really anything. Gain anything. <laughs> You're stunted by four years. I'm stunted by four years. So we would joke about when, how old I'm turning. We minus four because. You have I'm the just, emotional maturity of a, of a 30 something year old, year old. Not a, not a nearly 40 year old. <laughs> yeah. And Brad, so Brad has a similar path to you and I just find it so fascinating when I meet these people that are like, they were in high school and they could see themselves doing what they do now. Gosh. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that a lot. Like I've, I've, I talk with, uh, not a lot of high school students, but uh, a fair number of high school students and, and they, you know, some, some of them are like, just clearly like, yeah, I want to program. I want to be, I want to do this, but most, most just have no clue. And that was hard. Like, and, and the pressure to the pressure to have made all those decisions in grade nine. I know. You know what do you want to do when you're in your late twenties? When you're in grade nine, I don't know. I don't have a clue. Why should I know that? Yeah, it seems unfair. I know. And I think I, I, guess, I, I even think like at seventeen or eighteen, when you're heading into university, even then. Oh yeah. Uh, like at the thirty-year-old Angela was dreaming of what I'm doing now, but I wasn't ever really sure if that's even like, and that was just a decade ago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, I think I think my I was fortunate in that I I understood what I wanted to do. Maybe well, not not specifically, but I I understood the direction that I wanted to go in, and always, I mean, I always felt this desire to to start a company or to start start a business, mm -hmm. um, and eventually got there. I had rose-colored glasses though when I was 18 or 19 thinking thinking it would be a lot easier and a lot like a lot more financially successful than I would than I am I um, agree but, but I think we both and I think we both need to check that for a minute though because you and I graduated maybe you less so just be, you took a little bit longer to graduate from university but when I graduated in un, from university it was so it was 2002 and I was in Alberta 
Yeah. Everything, the world was my freaking oyster. I could, I could have got a job in five minutes there. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and now, so I look at, you know, the environment and the work environment that we graduated into versus these kids that are, I shouldn't call them kids. These, these young, young people are graduating into right now. And I'm, I, I can't even imagine no. what that yeah, would be I like. Can't. I mean, uh, yeah, like I did, I did school right when the tech crash happened mm-hmm. and it was a great time to be in school. Great time and to a, be in school. A very, very fortunate time to have a job that was um, paying for it. Like I, I came out of, came out of university with very little debt. That's awesome. Um, like, yeah. And then, and then also managed to get, get a job in the public sector, which paid quite well quite well as kind of uh, your first out yeah as my first job i as my first job out of university i within three months was a manager of an it department Jeez. i mean i had like i had nobody to actually manage it was just I a know. title <laughs> I, didn't have any, I didn't have any experience managing anyone but they needed to put me in excluded staff this is what us as because we, we sit on the cusp of gen x and yep. millennial wow what an amazing time to be born yeah. We lucky. Yep. We were super very, lucky. Very lucky. I think I, it's, uh, I've reflected on this a little bit and I mean, there's, there's a ton of luck that is unearned completely. You know, my dad introduces me to some folks and says, Hey, you should hire my son and yeah. go and do the, you know, go and hire, do a good job. Like I'm not, I'm not saying like I didn't deserve to work there, but I yeah, probably yeah, yeah. didn't deserve the introduction. Um, <laughs> I didn't earn that. Um, but earned my keep once I got there. Yeah. And then, and, but everything, everything up until, up until now feels like it's just luck. Like I've just, I've just been lucky, right? Like meeting, meeting Steve at fresh grade was pure luck. It, it, Mm. you know, there wasn't, there wasn't, I didn't go off looking for it. I just Mm -hmm. happened to be in the right place at the right time and was doing, doing the right kind of thing. And he said, Hey, we should, we should chat. Okay, sure. Let's, let's chat. And then, you know, everything's, everything's like all the clients that we have is luck. It's just people, people show up and we happen to be there and it happens. I think the skill is maybe recognize, not, not squandering that luck, not, not, um, not letting that opportunity pass because I do see that happen a lot where people, people, people are in the right place at the right time. And I've, you know, I've taught, I've mentored these people and and they just let it they go. just don't have this they don't they don't they don't see it either they don't see the opportunity or they're missing some some skill to actually uh, mm-hmm. be able to take advantage of that opportunity and they they miss it and mm-hmm. so i mean I, I think that's some one of the skills that i've managed to figure out is that i can recognize that luck is happening yeah try to increase my surface area of luck <laughs> and uh, hopefully hopefully turn that into into opportunities that I like that. I also love where we're at right now in the fact that we're now at the experience level and the age and the just time in life where we can start handing the opportunities down like to to others that are like, you know, mm. when I take a look at hiring Jackie was pure luck. I found Jackie by pure luck. That being said, when I, you know, kind of got to meet her and understand, you know, where her passion was and, and her interests and things like that, I was like, oh my gosh, like if you got to come work for us, like, 
I can't afford somebody to be hired yet, but like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta find a way to, to get you on board. And just being able to give that, you know, to be able to give her her first job out of university, what it felt so amazing. And, Mm -hmm. and those kind of things where we get to give the opportunity now to those that are exiting and graduating at a time that is just crap. And now we are in the positions where we can give those, you know, help them out in, in some way just feels so amazing. Alex and I were listening to Spotify and I don't pay for the premium. And of course the ads pop up. It was an ad for a podcast that was, that was being released on Spotify. And Alex comes running into my room and she's like, mama, somebody else is releasing a podcast too. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, you are too. I thought that was pretty cute. Oh, she's so proud of her mom. That's she, so cool. Isn't it? Like, oh, <laughs> my heart. Yeah, she was oh. so excited for me. 